Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on Wednesday, August 19th. We got game number two for half the series tonight. We are officially, we have officially started the first NBA bubble playoffs ever to break it all down, talk about uh, what's happened thus far. PJ, what's going on, homie? What's good, Ultra? What's, what's good? What better be good is this recording working because our connection yeah. is not really not really not doing us any favors tonight. Who's who's to say if anyone this will even see the light of day? If I, only uh, the Bucks and Lakers could have had a redo like we had. No kidding. So let's dive right into that. Um, no foreplay today, folks. We're just getting right no. into it. No, we're there's we basketball to talk to be it. had. Uh, because I'm uh, I'm worried a little bit for one of these teams. It's a little tease. I'm not gonna not gonna mm. tell you which one. Mm. Your opinion first. But uh, the Blazers uh, took down the Lakers. Uh, that game was honestly really close back and forth for a majority of it. After the Blazers got an early lead, Magic just kind of. Jumped ahead early against the Bucks, ended up running away with it. They had a double-digit lead for majority of that game. Um, so, are you concerned with either of these teams and their ability to close things out in the first round here? I would say uh, between the two, um, you know, I'll put my cards on the table and say that I'd definitely be concerned about the Lakers, um, and that really stems from the fact that. If you're comparing every team, how they you know were, were how they were playing before the four months shut down, and how they're playing since returning the bubble, the Lakers really haven't looked the way that um, they did beforehand. And I, I don't necessarily think all of that is due to the fact that Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo aren't playing for them. Um, you know, it's it's there's there's a key. Um, difference in, in just their defense in general, which was probably the best um, in the league by a lot of <laughs> different measurements that you would look at um, versus how they've been playing right now. And I think they just did enough to secure probably the most unrewarding and unbeneficial one seed in the history of the NBA playoffs. Um, and other than that, just sort of muddled around. Um, but you know, we, we, I mentioned this to you before that game yesterday and kind of said, like, you know, LeBron James teams, this, I did not back this up by any actual research because why would anyone want to do that? But LeBron James teams traditionally don't, I feel like, from my vast and extraordinary knowledge of game ones. knowledge. Yeah. Um, you know, LeBron James game one series for his teams, you know, any and this ranges anything, but they don't. They go one of two ways. Like he'll give up a game. Like they did even back when uh, the 2010 playoffs against the Bulls, 2010 11 playoffs against the Bulls, and then went on gentleman sweep. I, I think LeBron's just you know he is a gentleman, and I think he just prefers the gentleman sweep sometimes over the uh, traditional you know straight up sweep. And also, I mean, we've had some like. Where he'll have a great performance and they'll lose. You know, you'll kind of get one of two of those losses where LeBron is extraordinary and they come up short. Those mainly happen against the Warriors or series they end up winning where he will kind of be more of a, I guess, a passive uh, passenger along the way um, and trying to get his teammates involved more and then, like, ends up just taking over in later games. I'm definitely more concerned about the Lakers here, too. The Bucks, I don't know. I mean, the, the competition that they're going against is just not nearly as well, good, for one. Um, well, and and I, what's not being talked about at all is the fact, Ultra, that um, if you look up, and this I am an encyclopedic knowledge of, um, when you look at trends in the NBA, the last team to lose Game 1 of a first-round playoff series to the Orlando Magic ended up winning the championship so um as far as you're looking at uh heady play i I congratulate mike boonhoser and Giannis for implementing and 
effective strategy of ensuring themselves a perfect pathway to uh, winning the NBA championship this year. Yeah, very good point. And honestly, I think if you, I, I still Bucks would be my pick to to win it all right now. Um, I think if you would have asked me in March who I thought was going to win it all, I would have really? said the Lakers. But they, the Lakers, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about them because they have not. Their offense has looked like doo doo since they've come back to the bubble. <laughs> uh, they've had one good win, in my opinion. Uh, they they beat the Clippers early on. Uh, I think it was the first their first game in the bubble. But other than that, they have not impressed me one iota. Um, one iota they, either. I mean, they. They cannot score. Their yeah. offense has just been brutal, and I I understand that that it may you know knocking off the rust a little bit coming back from the break. But most teams, their offense has actually been better since coming back. Like the quality of play has been really good. No excuses there from the Lakers, but some of their guys have got to start opening up shots. I mean. Or hitting down some shots, they are wide open. It's not like the defense from the Blazers was amazing last night, but yet the no. Lakers failed to put up a hundred points because Danny Green couldn't hit anything. I yeah, mean, I know he ended up he ended up hitting a couple of threes later in the game, yeah. but in general, like their role players were terrible. Kyle Kuzma was five of fourteen. I AD mean. shot below forty percent from the field. Like yeah. they need someone. They need those guys to step up and. AD, I think you're gonna you're gonna see typical Anthony Davis type performances from him. That's gonna bounce back in this series, I think. But I I just I don't I'm not like hey I, I don't think the Lakers can beat. Uh, I don't think the Lakers are gonna beat the Blazers. I'm not Charles Barkley here. Uh, I think that I think the Lakers are gonna end up pulling away in this series. But I have serious doubts that they're gonna be able to score against a high, uh, like an actual decent defensive team. I mean, how are they going to score against the Clippers? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, as far as this particular series, I mean, yeah, I, I don't envision the Lakers continuing to shoot 16% from three. Um, yeah, if Game Green hits half of the, his attempts last night, like, th- that game, I mean, they only lost by seven points in, in the grand Lakers. scheme of it. Blazers did not shoot well last night either. No, but it is. But it is interesting where you see every other team. It seems like has been able to shoot bet like overall shooting numbers have been improved in the bubble so far versus you know outside, and they've attributed like no fans, kind of like. Just the um, visual you know, on the court, it's easier to see. And just, um, you know, there's been a lot of articles attributing to that. But the one team that hasn't helped is the Lakers. Um, and, uh, yeah, Danny Green making 15 million. You know, Danny Green's got to make those shots. Um, Anthony Davis, I think, is going to be consistently the one to help steady the ship as far as, like, a consistent target for LeBron. But... LeBron was dishing out dimes last night, and, you know, that's great and all. And, like, it is effective. It's great. It, it will, will, will do a lot for that team, and it is something that no team can really stop. Um, at the same token, like, he just hasn't looked himself yet. Um, and I don't know if that's age. I don't know if that's just conditioning of what we talked about, like, the last few episodes of just, like, these guys' body clocks and just being able to shut things off, you know, start things back up again. But he has not looked himself even, you know, where he was at before this. Um, so I, I do think they're going to win the series. I'm not that worried. I mean, granted, they are playing the hottest player and team right now in the bubble that made it to the playoffs. Um, the Blazers are America's darling team right now, I think. Everyone can agree. Um but it is um, certainly, uh, yeah, I mean, the Lakers should win by 20 points t- tomorrow night. Um, I guess when you're listening to this, tonight. Um, and I think, you know, we just forget everything. It's a classic LeBron thing of all. It's just like, falls up short, LeBron provides the narratives for a 
48 hours and then proceeds to destroy, demolish, and prove all of them wrong. Yeah, and I hope that we do see that. It would be... I mean, they need to do something to kind of get a different sense of urgency because the offense just... Yeah, like I said, it's been terrible. I don't know if we need to dive too far into the Bucks magic loss that occurred. Um, I mean, the... Giannis was awesome. He finished with 31-17-7. They didn't really have an answer for Vucevic. He just had, like, an amazing game. Uh, The Magic uh, ran everything through him. He played great. And then they had a lot of other guys step up and just have pretty good games. Like, Marco Fultz looked solid. Uh, You had Terrence Ross come off the bench and hitting some big shots and finish with almost 20 points. Like, they just – surprisingly had more depth and a better more bench contributions than yeah. the Bucks did and the Bucks have some decent guys uh, that they can bring off the bench um, Middleton was uh, I'll say a pretty uninspiring performance from him I think he needs yeah. to play better but uh, Budenholzer also may just need to open it up a little bit and let some of his starters play in the upper 30s uh you know Giannis still finished with less than 36 minutes in that game yeah so I, I i'd like to see him tighten it up a little bit uh pat Connaughton and my you know i don't think he really needs should be getting 20 plus minutes in a playoff game that's just me yeah it's <laughs> i mean it's funny you say that because like <laughs> They are going to have to rely on their starters. I mean, I think, too, like, we joked about this, too, yesterday. Um, you know, the time for Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe's playoff performance is, you know, he needs to set the bar pretty high early and then s- steeply decline after that. Um, so, you know, he had a sub, you know, average performance, I feel like, for him. Um, but I, I think the Bucks are just going to sweep. From here on out, yeah, the gentleman sweep again. I'm not too worried about them. I don't see the Magic being able to sustain stopping Giannis and the Bucks shooting. I mean, the Bucks didn't shoot terrible, but I just think like defensively, this is just going to be an issue and theme that keeps coming up. The Bucks give up way too many open three point shots. Vucevic, you know, made five threes. I think that's a shot they're going to just give him though, all series. And I don't imagine, though, he's going to consistently go 5 of 8 from the 3. Um, <laughs> uh, at the same time, like, they, they should make some adjustments. I don't know if Bud- it's not really in Budenhoser's nature to make adjustments game to game. Um, it's just going to rely on guys, yeah, interior defense, them to be better there as well. Um, and, like, I think for the Bucks, especially, like, they need to... <sighs> They need to decide on who their eight is for this series and just play them. I, I they go far too deep um, sometimes. I think you know regular season that's great, preserves everyone's legs and stuff. Um, I think maybe Budenhoser for this series was hoping to continue that forward and not you know have to put that wear and tear on guys till we advance in the you know save their legs for the heat essentially if that uh, matchup occurs, but. Um, yeah, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about it, and I'm not too worried about the Lakers either. Uh, you know, I, I think long term, like you mentioned, Ultra, it's like you'd like to see a, a more encouraging start from either team, or just like something where it's like, oh, if they can just do this. But I think the Bucks have established that in the bubble that they still have that high level of play versus you know what we're, we've seen with from the Lakers, which is, um, meh. They've just played me at basketball. Yeah, it hasn't been great. Um, let's move to another Western Conference series, though, uh, which should prove to be a good one if the first couple games are any indication. Nuggets-Jazz, after today's game, that series is uh, tied up 1-1. Yeah. The Nuggets needed overtime to win game one. The Jazz came out, and while it was... Uh, close for the first 20 or so minutes. Yeah. Uh, Jazz really broke it open going into halftime and then ended up winning by uh, 20 points here today. Um, Donovan Mitchell has just been awesome so far. He had 57 points <laughs> in the first game, which is 
insane. It's the third most in playoff history. Uh, and he has for like I have I have not been the the biggest Donovan Mitchell guy in the world. I've always been a fan of his, but like I, I've always kind of diminished um, some of the hype around him in my head because he just historically has not been a very efficient scorer. But man, he has looked really good and has consistently been good in the playoffs. So I got to give him a lot of credit for that, uh, especially for a player that's so young. Um, but what do you think about the first couple games of the series? Do you do you think the the Nuggets, who is or the higher seed, um, you know, they easily could be down 2-0. Or is there cause for concern for them, especially with Barton and Gary Harris still not playing? Yeah, I mean, Barton's left the bubble now, which is not good. Um, that does suck. Not great, Bob. Um, <laughs> I'll honestly, I, I don't see a way the Jazz beat the Nuggets in this series. Like, they're, the Nuggets are too much of a matchup nightmare for them. And, like, remove the Jazz's best strike because of Jokic. Gobert cannot sit by the basket, and like every the defense cannot funnel everything into him, um, and in like matchup wise, it's just not a good matchup for the Jazz. I mean, and I think if the Nuggets, because of their depth, especially, and like might have one of the most like as far as just like NBA ready guys and and people to pull off of, like they can sustain a few injuries. Um, if Jamal Murray is going to play at the level like he showed in the game one. You have Jokic and him at that level, plus whatever you get from Michael Porter Jr. Um, I think the the conversation has to really shift in a serious way, where we have to be talking about like Nuggets in there with the Clippers. Um, you know, if the Lakers can't figure out what they're doing, it's I think Nuggets and Clippers is like where I'm tilting my focus of like teams that are going to come out of the West, um, just from the standpoint of like. What you look at as far as trends and where most of these teams have been constructed is around rim protection and perimeter shooting. And, like, the Nuggets disrupt so much of that on that defensive end of things for other teams that have been built similar to the, uh, you know, teams similar to the Jazz. Um, and just their ability to put up points, though, and efficiency on offense when things are clicking is um, wild. And it's like, rip. it's not like they're just shooting well from three, but like they're creating so many different looks between what Jokic can provide with the ball and without, as well as like, yeah, I mean, if, if Michael Porter Jr. is giving you 20 points a game and then you know, Jamal Murray is going for 30 plus and Jokic is damn near getting a triple-double every night, that's tough. That's tough to to stop and i mean if you like pj i think you're making a lot of points about like how the nuggets play during the regular season and it's carried over though like well what we've seen has but you're not talking about the defensive side of this at all like they've gotten they can't get stops yeah like they cannot get stops right now they have no answer for donovan mitchell so i hear everything you're saying like but i don't think anyone can stop them i mean i think it's just going to be like It'll be 120. Like, they're going to score. It's going to be, like, kind of, I mean, they're going to be in the 115 to 110 kind of games every night until they get at least Gary Harris back. I don't think Barton's going to be coming back at least, you know, for a while. Um, you know, he might not make it to, you know, maybe the end of the East of the Western Conference Finals, they make it that far, or the finals. I, I think where it's looking like with him. If they can get Gary Harris back, I think that would make a huge difference for some of their perimeter help. But, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. today, from the brief amount I was able to actually catch um, before recording, like, Michael Porter Jr. actually did have some nice defensive plays. <laughs> like, not that it's... I can expound that to be something where I'm like, yeah, this is... That's that's going to be there every night. But, um, no, you're absolutely right from that standpoint. And that's why I think, like, the Clippers is a... A bat is an issue for them because they do have an ability to shut down some of what the Nuggets do, and I don't know if the Nuggets have the arsenal to really answer the Clippers. 
I, I look. I I have not been encouraged what I saw in game one or game two. Like I Jamal, uh, and Jokic I don't know about that. Jokic offensively has been as expected. Um, he's been really good. Jamal Murray in game one was great. He got outplayed today. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not coming out here saying that I think that the, the Nuggets are going to win this series, but I honestly think it's going to go seven. Um, this is going to be really close. And maybe Conley comes back and that ends up being a negative for the Jazz, even though they were playing pretty well with him. Like, he was playing better offensively in the bubble than he had during the regular season. But yeah. The Nuggets, the Nuggets roster without with two starting wing players uh it's just a problem like i i don't have a great answer for it like they if if you get some off games from donovan mitchell they're gonna win like the jazz don't have other guys to turn to to get them buckets like donovan mitchell mm-hmm. I and mean, clarkson has been the their, right. you know second leading scorer uh in the first two games um which, <laughs> Which you don't want. Uh, you don't want Gobert, that. You know he's gonna get you. No man, I I think. So I, that's no. my only point is that. I was just gonna say I think if the Nuggets, yeah, you're I was right. Concerned with. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought that they were gonna run away this series. I just didn't think that Mitchell was gonna give them enough scoring, and they wouldn't be able to keep up with the Nuggets. But uh, I I think they're just attacking. They're attacking Porter, and the the Den- Denver just hasn't had an answer defensively. But maybe that'll change. I hope. I think. I still think they're going to win the series. I just think it's going to be close. I I think the Nuggets win this. I don't see a scenario where the Nuggets lose this series. To be honest, um, over a seven game series. Um, because, yeah, I think what you're saying, it's like, I think in the Nuggets position, it's like, let Donovan Mitchell beat us four straight games is where they're kind of positioning things right now. And I don't know if he can do that. Um, certainly through two games, though, he's put up numbers that would suggest that might be possible. Um, but I, I would I would bet heavy on the Nuggets winning this series. And then it's like... You know, can Gary Harris end up coming back at all for this Clippers series? Um, you know, that that is going to be a challenging series. Um, it is a difficult matchup for the Nuggets, but like let's round out the Western depth wise. I mean, I think like ended up taking care of business against the Thunder. They still have a, they. I just think they need to find the right combination. Really had a good um, in some regards. The Thunder were going to keep it really close, um, and thought that they would probably be able to pull out Game One with Westbrook being hurt, but. Harden went off 37 and 11. Uh, and in general, Houston just, man, seemed like he could get an open look at three anytime they wanted. Uh, but then, uh, so that, that, I think that will, will be a fun series, but game one, don't have a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, Mavs Clippers. Uh, Mavs were <laughs> winning going into half. Um, yeah. Doncic was getting, you know, Doncic and Porzingis just were great in the first half. And then two and a half minutes into the third quarter, Porzingis gets his second tech and his toss. I. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he did finish. He almost got it. Uh, he, he was turning the ball over, that's for sure. Um, but Dallas it... was putting up points. And Porzingis, you know, well, it was. It, well, Doncic was not. Doncic was going close. for a, a quadruple double with his turnovers. The, the game was over, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Porzingis got tossed. Yeah. I thought it was pretty stupid. Uh, uh, the 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 refs have just been pretty bad in the bubble. Uh, I think, personally, uh, in the playoffs especially. But I that was that was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
I, I think the uh, the bruising is like the first signal you're gonna get that every time. I think uh, the one with the with Marcus Morris. Uh, I wish they could have figured that out and not given it to him because. Yeah, there's no way the Mavericks are going to be able to compete with the Clippers if they if they only have one of those. They need both those DIs. But um, I think Doncic is going to win them at least a game. He'll figure it. I mean, the Clippers are tough. Like it is it is just um, fascinating. Kawhi Leonard is a player. I think in you know. Five years after he's done playing, we are all going to have to really do a deep dive. And, like, when someone that hasn't watched him play, like, to explain him as a basketball player is going to be so difficult. But, like, in these moments of, like, watching it live, like, there are so many different points where it's just like, uh oh, like, this is it. Like, you're done. Man, I uh, <laughs> we today is just not our day recording wise. The internet is giving us problems, um, so uh, forgive us. We're gonna we're gonna transition to the Eastern Conference, knowing that um, the Mavs clips thoughts were not fully <laughs> realized there. But they uh, might not have been fully realized what we tried to even say either. So I mean, overall, I think like we're we're all better off for whatever was lost. Yep, it's all going to be okay. Um, but let's talk about Boston Philly. Um, Philly got off to a, a great start, a big lead in the first quarter. Boston clawed their way back, ended up taking game one. Philly is playing without Ben Simmons. Uh, who's done for the playoffs? Who's done for the playoffs? Celtics um, are up 10 in the second quarter. Almost a halftime here in game yeah. two. Do you have any hope for Philly in the series, no. BJ? Unfortunately, I mean, Gordon Hayward's going to be probably out till for the next – yeah, he might be able to return for the Eastern Conference Finals if they somehow made it that far. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really tough for Philly. Um <laughs> Like, from game one, it was, like, kind of crazy. Just, like, one of those things of – uh, like Joel Embiid, I thought played pretty well, and it was almost like he needed to do more for them to even have a chance. Uh, and overall, though, I I think they're gonna be it, unless I see some a different type of Sixers team. I mean, they're one of the more frustrating teams uh, out there as far as just like expectations, talent, like feel like every year, every moment we can on this podcast, we have tried to convince ourselves the Sixers are legit. And it's just, it's, they don't have it. Um, well, but. We, I think we might be, we might be, if Ben Simmons was healthy, I think we might be convincing ourselves into it right now. You know? Like, I... I don't know. They didn't, to me, they, there wasn't anything I saw from them in the bubble, in the bubble that, um... Like was like oh yeah this is this is a team that kind of figured it out while their time off like I think they were showing some of the same problems that they did pre you know before the 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 short and before everything shut down. Um, yeah, it's not even that I was, I didn't mean that like I had seen a ton of encouraging things when we returned to the bubble. I just the fact that they pushed the Raptors to seven last year um, and it took a game winning buzzer beater shot from Kawhi Leonard uh, it, that has always been in the back of my mind that like that's this team's ceiling and I know that they don't have Jimmy Butler but you know a year a year of development another year of development from Joel and Ben Simmons and it was and they got Al Horford who you know 
everyone yeah. has kind of a different take on him, but like he still is a ben- is a helpful guy to have on your team to get some defensive stops, especially against but, big wings. Like I don't know, but they haven't shown at all like that they can play with Al Horford. You know, it's like there's nothing about the Al Horford addition that has proven out to be like a positive. Like where this team is better than they were last year. Like they were. No, you're right. You're you're right, and I I agree with you. I honestly would be surprised. I think Boston's gonna sweep them. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I think this is the only series. Forward. I think this is the only series I could say that like, I think will actually end in a sweep. If there's gonna I be think one, Raptors Nets is gonna end in a sweep. Ah, that's but, true. Uh, but Dude, yeah, what if I, it's? Which we can segue into this, but there's a there's a thought I had of like. How hilarious to be if it was like Raptors Nuggets for the finals. Oh. I mean, that would be wild. I mean, it's possible. Um, we should have bet that if we think because <laughs> we'd get some really good odds on that. But, uh, yeah, I I just don't – I don't have a ton of faith in this. Also. Either. Boston is an interesting case of like how far could they realistically go. Yeah. Meh. I think it's Toronto or the Bucks out of the East. Like that's just kind of. I can't really convince myself anyone else. Although I'll I say, think Miami's just gonna be a tough if, out. Yeah, I think if you were watching this game, I just want to comment on watching Joel Embiid blocking Kemba Walker's like shot here. <laughs> the end of this half was hilarious, and watching Kemba and Joel Embiid stand next to each other is even funnier. Uh, Joel is. A tad bit larger of a human being than Kemba Walker. <laughs> Dude, they're just yeah. The idea like they're both human beings is hilarious. I'm just <laughs> like like Kemba yeah, Walker, make- extremely athletic, like well, amazing basketball player. But then see him next to Joel Embiid, you're just like, what the? <laughs> yeah. How- I mean, Joel Embiid, I think, other than Rudy Gobert, as far as like, I think I've said this before, like John Wall has. Um, TV speed. That's uh, like he looks faster on TV than other people when he was healthy. Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert, like on television. I know you've seen Joel in person and Rudy. Um, like they're mass. They but they look massive on like television compared to everyone else. But like I, so I can't imagine what they look like in person. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention this again just because it was a long time ago that we talked about this. Rudy Gobert is the most unbelievable-looking person I've seen live yeah. ever. And I yeah. like I, I have not – by no means am I like a season ticket holder. I've seen every guy that's been in the league. But, I mean, I've seen Giannis. I've seen Embiid. I've seen a lot of Carl Anthony Towns. And Rudy Gobert does not look like – like he looks significantly larger. Yeah of a human being than those guys. I would love to see Boban. Yeah, same. But (laughs) I just want to see him, like, out in the, like, on the street. I don't necessarily on a basketball court. I just want to hang out with him. 100%. Shout out Boban for getting on the State Farm ads, man. Boban is the best. He's the best. It's too bad they killed him off of John Wick. (laughs) Uh, That was too bad. He was... So good. He's so good. good. His yeah, scene was amazing. He, he was um, really good. I also like how Joel Embiid's been playing in this game. Like last game, he definitely looked like he was like thought they were gonna win and was trying to win. He now looks like I can only relate this to basketball, the high school basketball, unfortunately, but he looks like the guy on a high school basketball who was like at some random I'm sure like maybe Anthony Davis looked like this when he played like but he's just playing like and like his demeanor everything is clearly like I know I'm the best player on the court right now but I also know my team has no chance of winning no matter what I do and like I'm just gonna try to have some fun and enjoy like whatever basketball I'm gonna get to play here and like so be it oh I 100% agree uh he the body language is not looking great did, for my guy. Joel. Did you, uh, while we're on the Sixers, and then let's transition because I don't have any other thoughts. Did you see like those like internet rumors with the Ben Simmons of the Cavs stuff like circulating? I think I did, but I don't even remember what it was for. Like, 
I don't remember. The Cavs thought that they had an intriguing trade package and that they yeah. would be able to acquire Ben Simmons. Yeah, but it was like Kevin Love, you know, whatever else. But I was just like, that can't be where the Sixers would be looking to start. Oh, like, it can't be. <laughs> like, of any team, whatever, like, I was just like, the Bulls could offer. Like, you know, I'd, I'd trade Zach Levine and Ben Simmons. Like, I'd do oh, that. I'd consider makes, that. It makes no sense. Um, I, I just, I, if the Sixers sense, were. What, what yeah. is like, what is the one guy centered around that trade package? Do you think it's Kevin? No, I just, I just mean. I just mean if I was the seventy if I was the seventy sixers, I'm like, we've made a decision we're going to trade Ben Simmons. Where are the five, who are the first five teams we're calling? The Cavs aren't even on the secondary like the Cavs won't even be in the top ten teams they're calling. No question. Plus yeah. I, you're gonna try to trade him to the Western Conference, I would think. I I am not even Eastern I'm just saying like any team. Like just like the Cavs aren't on the list. Like it's just like Good for whatever Cavs blogger like got that to circulate through the the internet's. Yeah, that's insane. But yeah, I are the, were there any other series that so you you um you mentioned that you don't see another series except maybe Nets Raptors going ending in a sweep here. Yeah. I think Miami's gonna sweep Indiana. I do not nah. think Indiana's gonna win a game. Nah, I, I think that I think that, T- that game T.J. that's Warren's that's gonna streak has has come to an end yeah <laughs> yeah it might have it might have tj warren getting you 45 a night might not be a thing anymore um not nah, i mean i think uh i think okc rockets and the miami heat pacers are like the two first round series i'm most interested in and mavs clippers just because mm-hmm. i want to see i'm just like taking this as a very much a um kind of from a Historical, say like, I want to be able to remember and like, kind of like, just put some context behind Doncic's first playoff series, whether it's bubble, not bubble, you know, whatever you want to say around it. But like, he's playing legitimately like a contending team, and just seeing like what he can maybe do in that first exposure on the NBA. In the NBA, um, yeah, I don't really see much of anything i mean i would i was gonna say like and we didn't really touch on this last episode but like the thunder as far as like an upset winning a series like i thought there was good money behind that um i do think there's gonna be some throughout the the rest of this play i I think there's gonna be some volatility between game to game results but i'm still like fairly confident until we get to maybe the Eastern until we get to the conference finals, where like I think there could be a lot of unknowns, but I think like favorite wise will hold true for most of these series, and it just could be a volatility of like 50 50 shot from like game to game. But like overall, the better teams are still going to win. I say that though, but I'm <laughs> sounding not- very confident. Well, I'm saying I would be very confident if the Lakers had like blown out the Clippers or blown out the Blazers by like 20 in Game One. But I think the Bla- they're going to blow them out by like 15, 20 points in Game Two. And then like me saying this, we could just like bump this up uh, a couple days, and I'd sound like a basketball genius. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm so you think it's going to end up being chalk, but you just think the series might go a little bit longer. Might see some I, stuff I, I say chalk in the sense of, like, yeah, the the ones and two. Like, I mean, I know Heat, Pacers, it's, I mean, I don't know about that. I think that's that's going to go seven. I still think the Heat are going to win, um, but I don't necessarily think that's a guarantee. I, I don't know. Victor Oladipo is just not. Yeah. I, just I, mean, like, I like the Heat. The Heat are the better team, for sure. Like, no doubt with that, but. Pacers are not bad. No, they're not bad. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I I realized ultra kind of stalling before we do our last thing. I did realize I forgot one segment to 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 put on here. Okay. And I know for sure everyone that has listened thus far and through our spotty recording has gone through far, but really buried the lead on the. Uh, 
uh, key story out of this podcast that I'm most uh, equipped and meant to talk about. And that, of course, is... Ding dong, the Boylan's gone. The Boylan's gone. Say. The Boylan's gone. Ding yeah, dong, I, the Boylan's gone. The Boylan's gone. The Boylan's gone. So, a uh, quick aside, I'm, I very, I do lose track of days and time. <laughs> so many days. So, it, you know, if you told me that that firing occurred, um, you know, forty days ago, I think you. It should have. It's true. It should have. Uh, and yeah, it definitely should have. So you've got to be pretty excited about that. I'll I'll say that like, this is the first time since Derrick Rose towards ACL that I've felt anything hopeful in regards to the Bulls. Um, and like yeah, there's been some good like fun mo like it's been some fun moments in between that. I don't it's not all misery, but I'm saying like as far as like oh I. And not in a, I'm not in a puff my chest out mode yet, but I just like I'd say as far as like something where I'm like I'm no longer staring down the barrel of just misery when it comes to Chicago Bulls basketball. Like this is the first moment. <laughs> like new regime gets to start with a new coach, whoever it may be, good bat, you know whatever. It's just like hopefully it is a true cleaning of the house. Um, Jim Boylan's not a head coach, never was, never should have been. Um, so glad I can only look back now at the era with all the ridiculous dumbness that was associated with it. Um, I do just, yeah, I guess moving forward, it's like whoever they bring in, I hope can somehow, you know, I, I, I will not take away from the fact like Zach Levine made definite strides. was like a fringe all-star this year under Boyle, though. Kobe White showed flashes, but like Wendell Carter regressed, Laurie Markin regressed, everyone else basically regressed on the team. Um, so like, if Zach Levine could still play that way, and that's like a key with them. If they could figure out a way to have Laurie and Zach play together, I think that's who they should hire because <laughs> um, they're going to be close to some decision making with some of these players. Um, but yeah, I, I want the you know I think the front office has a good list of guys based on what I've seen. I'm not like there's no one on that list where I'd be like nah. I would personally probably say like go the safer route with like Kenny Atkinson, just because yeah. he's proven some you know he's had player development in the past. Um, at least that get someone in there established that can help you assess the talent you have, you know, not that this, the coach that they hire here doesn't need to be the one that's going to win them a championship. Um, but it's someone that's is definitely in, and everyone they've got on their list is play, very player development focused, has like a resume that, um, reflects that. Um, I'm just glad I'm not going to hear any more boiling I'm just so happy. I'm happy for you, dude. Um, having uh, an archaic, shitty coach is, is not what you want. Not and even, I yeah, I guess I think archaic and like yeah, what you said. But it's like just literally like everything of like uh, this, this is bulls and general, but it's just like every conceivable like proven thing of like trends where basketball is going, etc. And just like actively working against that not even acknowledging stuff just like actively going the opposite direction um and yeah like a coach that just like was clearly would have been great if he had been sorry in the movie hoosiers but like not who i want coaching my 2021 basketball team turning the chapter man it's gonna be you know we this is something that we will have to that is, we're probably a little ways off of talking about, and shit, we haven't even talked about the fact that the lottery is tomorrow. So yeah. that's something. I don't really uh, care. <laughs> I, I understand that, but still, typically this would be even something. This would at least be something we're talking about. Just yeah, what Dude. the agency is going to look like is going to be bizarre. The salary cap, the like, the ins and outs of what the NBA offseason is going to look like is something that I'm very, very very interested in and um it's gonna be just the weirdest uh and when the hell the next season's gonna start again like 
It's going to be the most bizarre offseason after the most bizarre season. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be, indeed. Um, but no, man, um, we, we do need to quickly talk about uh, another piece of NBA pop culture anyway, and that's the Laugh Now, Cry Later music video that Dre came out with uh, last week. Katie predominantly featured in. And why it's a lot of Kevin Durant. Uh, I, you know, I gotta say. I would just like to talk about the song and the music video overall because you watched the music video first and I watched it. But of like overall Drake stuff, like this was like, oh, this is why he's like one of the best. (laughs) Like this was good. It's a good, it's a great song. Yeah, an awesome music video. I'm not a huge Drake guy, and I don't mean that like I dislike the guy. Uh, I just mean that I, I'm not drinking all the Kool Aid. I, I I drink most of the Kool Aid. I heavily criticize him for dropping albums that I think is just like a lot of fluff and just not yeah. <laughs> not a ton of uh, not much greatness in there. But he does. He has some bangers, and he. He can turn some heads sometimes, and this is the song that I I love it. It's great, and the music yeah. video is better than the song is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I it was really 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 enjoyable. The KD Odell's in there. You got just a lot going on. Um, you got Drake I, dressing up like LeBron on draft night. But also yeah, looking great. like Fred Van Vliet in the process. Yeah, uh, it was it was great. Yeah, I love I loved it. If Fred Van Vliet was a two thousand an early two thousands draft pick, he would have looked like what Drake looked like. Um, Shout out Nike too for letting that happen. No, nah, yeah, it was a great decision by them for sure. I just uh, <laughs> I think the video was like I would like KD whatever mindset he was in during that video. I just be like, dude, just live your life exactly like that and be like every bit of that video. Um, I think he was like, and granted, like you know, parts whatever, but it's like I think he clearly was showing he like had fun with that and like just everything involved. And I was like, you know, this that's who you should be, Kevin Durant. Like I think you would be happier as a person. People would enjoy you more, like like you more. Um, like kind of the 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 I guess grunge that he gets like swallowed up in sometimes with people and like criticism and stuff like if I was Kevin Durant I would be the guy that's like just showing up in music videos and doing stuff and just like having fun and like not really taking myself all that seriously but also like (laughs) reminding everyone that I'm a really good basketball player so it did get me thinking like I feel like NBA players should be in more music videos. Yeah, I mean, that is like one of the early 2000s NBA things that has drifted away a little bit of like, there's some very like, name a name a early 2000s Clipper, they were in a music video kind of thing, you know, like. Yeah, Darius Miles was in like 15 music yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah, like, I would much prefer... And it's tough. Yeah, I think social media has kind of like skewed some of it in a way of like everyone is very much trying to be like the star of their own like brand, Shetley or whatever. But like I think there is, and not necessarily I want every NBA player to like try to become their own rapper. I think that there's something to be said of just like showing up and being goofy and like just kind of like a randomly showing up in something that no one expected you in and like having that be a moment. Um, is definitely something like I do like I feel like early middle school like my middle school years and stuff and like part of love of like hip hop and like NBA is like those two worked in such like a perfect coalesced like <laughs> partnership in a lot of different ways between like the jerseys like guys showing up in videos like Vice versa. Like, I think there's, like, a, a nice partnership, even though basketball wasn't as good as it is now. But, like, there's something about that where it was, like, everyone was trying to take Jordan's spot and, like, just kind of, like, not really knowing and, like, kind of being, like, free to expose themselves a little bit. And just like, whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah. I uh, Just give me all of that. Like, I've, every music video – every hip-hop music video just get get some nba players in there um make it funny 
gimmick. Yeah, only if it's fun. I, I don't want them in everything, but it's like they're funny and kind of like, yeah, whatever. They'll 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 buy into it. Like, I think like, I think that's all good. Like, yeah, Joel Embiid should be in a music video and like being kind of goofy, and not necessarily it being something where like it's all about him. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Um, all right, dude. Well. Well. We're just the start of this playoffs, man. We got weeks yeah. left of this. We're we're almost in the black and betting wise. We're gonna continue to forge forward. Yeah, let this podcast be the time we turn things around, and yeah. we're gonna be. This was our prep we're talk. Making, we're gonna be making big bucks from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. Starting this is this is, this is whatever, our whatever game is tonight. Let's figure, let's yeah. get some money on that. We're, we should probably bet on the Mavs or the Clippers. Note to our future selves. Yeah, let's let's put let's let's state it here. Are we gonna go Mavs plus the points? I think they're plus six. Is it still six and a half? Last time I checked. Let's not even consult anyone else. Let's just do it right now. I wonder what the over is. <laughs> you saw, I don't know. Five and five and a half. That's what I'm seeing. Uh oh. Uh, why don't you give the credentials ultra before this is over this bet will be placed alright everyone should we do a multiplier of $20 for every time we had to restart this podcast of recording it hey we might have to um yeah thank you i think we should share the the mindset we've been going as like any bet we've placed we've been putting the dollar figures based on our favorite player's jersey number of it so or like something around that some weird attachment towards it like 61 dollars on the blazers because dame scored 61 we bet 40 dollars on the heat for donis haslam (laughs) i think it's their best trend thus far yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly, I, I do think that it is Yeah, it's five and a half right now. Nah, we could adjust it. You know what we should do? Well, let's just bet Donjit's triple double. Seven dollars. <laughs> Alright. 